0: KYW original podcasts. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic in Philadelphia, subscribe to KYW In-Depth on the radio.com app or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: The coronavirus pandemic from KYW In-Depth.
0: I'm Matt Leon. We have talked a lot about the impact that this pandemic is having on the world of college sports. One specific aspect of that that we wanted to find out more about, how are college coaches dealing with recruiting? Of course, it is the lifeblood of college athletics, but how do you recruit when you can't go anywhere? For this, we spoke with Penn men's basketball coach Steve Donahue and Villanova football coach Mark Ferrante. Up first, let's talk hoops with Coach Donahue. All right, Coach, first question – Now, it's interesting, you guys, when they canceled the Ivy League tournament back in early March, that was kind of the first domino that fell that kind of let us know that this was not a normal situation. How have the last six, seven weeks been for you? Uh,
2: I think for everybody, it's been just really different. That's an understatement. Um, And when we got hit with the news, I was probably like everybody else that... Were, were overreacting uh, but in reality they were they were correct uh, there was no easy way to deliver that news um, but in terms of uh, difficult things to deal with in this society that that's not, not not that it wasn't extremely disappointing but we obviously have other things uh, way more critical to our society since then so I've been like everybody else. I'm trying to, and I've been pretty to our guys. Just you, you feel like you you have no control, but whatever you do, have control of, and mostly that's how you behave. You got to control that, and you got to do it as well as you can, and not get caught up in everything else, and try to do it the next day even better.
0: Have you been able to keep uh, in touch with the guys? I guess through uh, Zoom meeting stuff like that.
2: We have. Um, we have a lot of ways and you know we have my three assistants and our director of operations we break up our group um, and we make sure we cover all aspects of their life Uh, not just the basketball side but the academic side which is obviously this is way different Um, and just really mental health side we have a, a sports psychologist we get on a a call once a week with the whole group and some of it's some of it's uh who's better mj or LeBron and just try to stay engaged with the guys and make sure they know that their their, their team is here and we're gonna get through this and and uh, know that they have other guys uh that they can lean on
0: one of the things I was curious about in this uh, recruiting is obviously such a important part and it is a constant thing you have to deal with. Uh, usually it's a lot of traveling, it's a lot of uh face to face stuff like that. How have you been able to Well, so let's start where would where are you on the recruiting calendar for people that aren't familiar? What would what is your focus at this time of year? Yeah, this time
2: of year is your the most important time to evaluate prospects. There's a lot of live events that you go to and you have your list of, for us, there's probably 50 guys that we're really focused on, another 100 that are guys we got to get our eyes on, and then the guys you don't know about. This is a big time of the year that you go see it. So that's completely eliminated. I think the way we look at it, is I think we've done a pretty good job building up a list that now uh, we targeted that we know are good enough. Now we got to figure out if they're the right fit, and we probably have a better chance of getting a commitment from those kids than we had in the past, just due to the fact that no one's going to get their eyeballs on these kids. So If you can develop your relationship, show them where we see them and why Penn benefits them in every aspect of their life. And you don't have an ACC or a Big Ten school coming in and trying to take take that aspect away. I think you have a good chance of maybe landing a prospect that you don't. So we've been doing that approach, trying to really focus in on our top 20 guys and do as much uh, virtual visiting as we can, whether that's tours, uh, things about our program, um, uh, highlights and show them what we're about on the court in terms of how we play and, and just try to bring the whole family in and see if we can get that done. Cause I don't know if this group is going to be able to meet in person with us before making the decision. Um, We just don't know what the fall even has in store for us.
0: Are there any parts of how you've had to attack recruiting here on the fly that maybe you've learned, hey, you know what, maybe we can utilize this even in quote-unquote normal times? Has anything, any ideas or anything come to the forefront that might make you look at how you uh, tweak things uh, in the future?
2: I think so, Matt. I think, uh, I don't know if any of us knew Microsoft teams and, Zoom technology and how good it is, your ability to sit and look at a kid, um, have a conversation for an hour, at the same time sharing your screen and really doing whatever you want for that hour. Uh, typically, it was just conversations. I never thought about, you know, we FaceTime and occasionally do that, but your ability to, you know, go through, film um, and kind of show them where we see them, you know, and it's a, you can draw on it. You can see what I, what we think of them in our system. Um, and then I have multiple coaches communicating with the guys. I think, I think that's a very one affordable way and two, a very efficient way to really see Um, one, is is he interested? And two, do we know, does he make sense for us as we go through this process? I think we all love the live um, evaluations, uh, but this is really, I think, is going to be part of how we recruit in the future um, to really make an impact on those families to get to let them know who we are. And I don't think we ever really thought like that in the past.
0: On the other side, is there a piece that not being able to do the the shoe leather work, for lack of a better term, that you, you, you kind of feel there's a hole there, but, I mean, everybody's in the same boat. But are there any things that you really feel like, boy, this is really lacking in X, Y, Z?
2: There's no question that, you know, getting a kid, one, to watch them perform, in adversity and how the game's being played and how he interacts with his teammates and what he does um, and all those things that really give you all the intangibles that you need to know. That's really critical in this. So there could be quite a few mistakes made, in all honesty. The other part is, I think, sitting with a family Spending a day with them on campus, meeting our guys, interacting with our guys, that piece is also a big part of you know anybody picking a school. Uh, we all have kids that uh you know I just have a daughter who went through this process. she's not an athlete, but just walking on campus and just getting the vibe of what this is like i mean that's this is going to be hard for this group. But I think they're going to have to make these decisions without really getting on campus. I, I think we're lucky. Um, Penn has been around more than longer than any school in America. You kind of, you kind of know what it is. Uh, there's a ton of uh, ability to go and research it. Um, we're a historic basketball program. They can research me. Um, so there's ways to really figure out if this is a place they want to consider, even if they don't get on campus. There's probably 300 schools that that's a little dangerous. You really don't know what you're getting yourself into.
0: And you guys had been, you know, far along with the the kids you're dealing with now. Is there concern the farther this pushes on, it's going to kind of create a gray area where there's going to be a group that you haven't been able to get out that hasn't been able to play in the summer and, Obviously, once again, everybody's in the same boat. But uh, is it going to create a new set of problems down the road?
2: Yeah, no, I think there is. I the the, the spring session is when everything explodes. So the amount of kids that go and are seeing um, that there's just there's just a lot of unknowns on both sides that we're just not gonna get to. I I think there's some kids that are gonna get extremely undervalued because they don't get opportunities. And I think there's gonna get kids that are just over recruited because the numbers just aren't there. The amount of valuations aren't there. Uh, And we know in basketball in particular, we have so many issues with transferring already. It's hard to imagine through this process, that there isn't a lot of mistakes. I just sense that we know who fits us pretty early in the high school recruiting process. And typically, April, we lose a lot of kids based on they get they get recruited at a higher level. Um, I'm hoping that maybe we get one kid that we otherwise wouldn't have gotten um, through this. And we're looking at that as a positive, a program changer, because we did a great job during this pandemic. Uh, we didn't sit back and just say, well, what can we do? We, we're thinking of ways that, man, I think we can get this kid. And I think it's a great fit. And now we got a chance to have his sole attention if we do a great job in this process
0: now let's talk football recruiting this conversation once again with Villanova head coach Mark Ferrante so first of all uh, the world for everyone has been turned upside down uh, how are you doing what is uh, a day to day now for you
1: we're we're doing well Matt and uh, the day to day obviously is different than um, previous days but each day seems to be the same so you know as far as Monday, Wednesday, Sunday, that's hard to keep track of right now. But uh, the days consist, consist of multiple, multiple Zoom meetings, whether it's with our football staff here at Villanova, whether it is side of ball staff, you know, offense, defense meetings, whether it is positional meetings, and then the area that we probably are accelerating and doing the most with this time of year, since we're not with our current team and not having our spring practice and not about to go on the road for spring uh, evaluations from a recruiting perspective is our recruiting. We've had multiple um, face-to-face, if you will, uh, on FaceTime or Zoom meetings with 2021 uh, recruits and their families.
0: Yeah, so for people that that aren't familiar with the calendar, where are you when it comes to recruiting, you know, as far as uh, on the calendar?
1: Well, normally for us, and everyone does it a little differently, uh, depending on what university you're working at and working for, and sometimes what level, FBS, FCS, and so on. Um, But normally, this time of year, we're probably more accelerated than we have been in previous years. And again, it's, primarily due to the fact that we have more hours during the day to spend in recruiting. And because of the dead period where we're not able to go out and uh, you know evaluate prospects during this upcoming spring, it actually starts April 15th and goes all the way to May 31st. But with the NCA putting a dead period all the way up until May 31st, we, we can't go talk with high school coaches in person. We're not going to be doing any of our normal springtime um, you know, traveling and evaluations. So, we're pretty much making a lot earlier decisions on a junior year film and moving forward. So, as far as, you know, extending offers, we probably have done that verbally more than um, previous years during the months of March and April just because we've been able to spend a lot more man hours evaluating those films and you know, having uh, the student athletes send us their, um, you know, most recent transcripts from the evaluation of their academics and so on. So we're much further along than we've been in previous years because normally we wait until we go on the road from April 15th to, to May 31st and, you know, do some evaluation and investigating there. And then we go into June and July for live evaluations when students, uh, student-athletes come to our summer camps, our prospect camps, and um, that's already been decided that those aren't happening as well, so uh, much further along at a much earlier time than we normally are.
0: Everybody's in the same boat, so this, this question, it is what it is, but do you feel you lose anything? from not being able to be in person or do you feel you're able to check all the boxes through film and through Zoom calls and stuff like
1: that? I think we're able to check the boxes and you know I think this reaching out to the student athletes the the rising seniors the class of 2021 and their families either via the Zoom or FaceTime is something that will probably continue moving forward when it does get back to what was considered normal. Um, it, it's really been helpful. We, we've gotten to uh, know them earlier and we've gotten to have the opportunity to uh, answer a lot of the questions that they have as well at a much earlier rate. Um, the biggest decline or the biggest negative or the biggest disadvantage, however you want to look at it, right now is the stu- on the student-athlete side. They're not able to come and visit our campuses but again it's the same for everybody right now so um there's really no true advantage or disadvantage it's just that some of the student athletes and their families uh you know aren't going to be ready to make a decision kind of sight unseen i know some of them are really anxious to try to at least get on the campuses of the universities and programs that are recruiting them so they can try to make a decision but there have been a lot of uh, verbal commitments from their end as well. I think some of the student athletes are getting a little anxious um, to make earlier decisions right now, and sometimes it is without seeing the uh, the campus.
0: And you mentioned the the Zoom calls and stuff that you're you might be incorporating that. Even when things get back to "quote unquote" normal, are there any other aspects of this unusual situation that have uh, maybe you you think has uh, will change the way you do things? Anything you've learned that uh, you'll take forward?
1: Oh, definitely. I think the um, the communication piece is the big part. You know, the way we have been communicating with families and so on at a much earlier uh, time of year from our perspective. And, um, you know, just the ability to work remotely, you know, a lot of times when we have the recruiting uh, conversations, they're usually in our office, in staff meetings, you know, we got, we got the names up on the board, quote unquote, you know, the recruiting board and so on, trying to, you know, figure out who's going to be the next offer, so on and so forth. Um, But, you know, right now, I I think our staff is handling things very, very well remotely. and, And I think. You know, we've learned how to do things just a little differently, and and it's been helpful. And um, I I just think the the working remotely has been helpful, and the communication piece is a huge thing that we'll take uh, moving forward, even when we do have the opportunity to have summer camps and opportunity to go out and, um, you know, recruit during the spring recruiting evaluation period and so on.
0: Once again, everybody is in the same boat, but the lack of summer camps, is that something that – is that going to be difficult ground to make up uh, from an evaluation standpoint of younger kids down the road, or is it just something you got to deal with and you'll adjust?
1: I think it's something we're dealing with and and needing to adjust. I mean, depending on how many years you go back before these one-day prospect camps became really popular and things – um, you know, a lot of the valuations were pretty much done off of film. And, um, you know, then when you had the opportunity to to go on the road during the months of December and January to talk to a, a student athlete and their family, you know, the the unofficial visits, the, the visit you could get to go to their school and visit with them, um, the home visits you were doing back in the past. And it used to always be off of senior film uh, was when you were making those determinations to offer and um you know deciding who you're going to recruit and so on so now it's almost the junior year is more important and the summer camps where they really helped were seeing some things that maybe don't reflect on film you know um flexibility lateral agility in certain positions those types of things that you get to see in person and you know we always try to Trust our film evaluation and how we uh, you know evaluate a person on film, but if you also could tie that in with a live evaluation because the live contacts the live evaluations and prospect camps, they're not in full pads, so you see other things and you see the body language and demeanor and the um, attention to taking instruction and so on and so forth you did not see that on a, on a football film, but you need the football film to see the football part of the physicality and so on and so forth. So um, I guess the camps really helped us in the fact that let's say we liked two guys on film and maybe we only saw one of them in a live evaluation. We might lean toward that guy if he does well there, because we just have a little added information um, and so on and so forth. So it did help, you know, maybe give that guy the little extra boost uh, um, once we do like the film evaluation.
0: That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the Philadelphia area, or if you want to know how what you see or hear on the news is going to change your own life or your own routine, then subscribe to the KYW In-Depth Podcast. Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.